This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama will be experiencing some above-average temperatures for the next several days. The weekend will be in the 70s, having already hit a temperature of 79 degrees this past Wednesday, which matched a record high temperature set back in 1978. The average high for December would be around 58 degrees. Rain may enter the state at some point next week, but the high temps are still expected to continue until colder air enters Alabama sometime next Thursday. The state is also seeing a high rate of hospitalizations from COVID-19, RSV, and influenza. COVID hospitalizations have reached 300 so far, which is the most number of cases in a month, according to the Alabama Department of Public Health. The resurgence of COVID patients comes after the Thanksgiving holiday. Hospitalizations were only at 144 starting November 20th. A traffic headache on Interstate 65 between Birmingham and Montgomery may finally get the attention it needs. State Senator Clyde Chambliss is calling the project a priority. But I will also say it will not get done without federal dollars. Uh, That is a huge, huge project, massive, massive dollars. Uh, But uh, long term for our state, it is something that's very important because I-65 is an economic engine or vein to the engine that... uh, allows that uh, commerce to go up back up and down the interstate. Chamless also had a thing or two to say about left lane drivers who fill the lane but are not passing the other cars on their right. Uh, that that uh, left lane driving robs significant capacity uh, from our interstate highways. And uh, if uh, people would just uh, stay in the right lane unless they're passing, it would help things out a lot. Chamless spoke on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile with 1819's executive editor Jeff Poor. A gender health specialist out of UAB is getting national attention from the Laura Ingram show on Fox News. This is in regards to the UAB professor's recent statements praising a transgender teen for boldly taking his own life. 1890 News first revealed the comments that were made by Marissa Jean Ladinsky back in September when she was recorded speaking at a pediatrics conference in California and referring to a 16-year-old teenager in Birmingham who committed suicide back in 2014. And in the final days of 2014, a local 16-year-old young lady, Lila Alcorn, of trans experience, stepped boldly in front of a tractor trailer, ending her life. Ladinsky has since expressed regret for her statement, saying to 1819 News that her words were not intended to glorify self-harm. However, lately this story came to the attention of Laura Ingram, in which she had this to say. This woman is a total whack job and on the warpath against traditional Americans. Of course, the AAP doesn't make its videos public. Hmm, wonder why. Sadly, this is all in line, though, with the insanity being streamlined by the administration of the practicing Catholic Joe Biden. Lord only knows how many pediatricians vehemently disagree with these obscene plans to steal our children's innocence. The struggle to preserve our children's natural sense of innocence and wonderment will continue. And we must never, ever allow ourselves to be intimidated by all those people with titles and their advanced degrees or government positions. After all, look at what they did with COVID. The lies, the cover-ups, the character assassination of brilliant doctors, and the same dynamics are at play here. But now, we're on to their game. 
Well, here is part two of a discussion I had with Justin Bogie from the Alabama Policy Institute about the $2 billion of COVID relief federal funds that are yet to be allocated or spent by the Alabama Department of Education. Bogie is interested in pointing out that the education budget here in the state has been increased for years on end, and yet nationwide testing of students here in Alabama is not showing an increase in scores in accordance with those funds. It's like there's just this overabundance of money. It's being thrown at stuff, but it's still not solving the problem. Right, and, and that's really, as a taxpayer, where we have to question things. You know, if, if, if it was all working great and, and we had the best education in America after spending all this extra money, uh, th- then maybe that's one thing, but that's not where we're at. So clearly, you know, money isn't the problem. It's not fixing things. We need to look at other options. Um, you know, how do you give children the opportunity to go to any school that they want to go to and really uh, get a better quality of education based on their specific needs? How do you attract uh, new and, and, and retain uh, well-qualified teachers in Alabama? Um, you know, and again, just obviously throwing money at the problem hasn't, hasn't solved that. So, you know, I think we need to have a broader discussion about what are the structural changes that need to be made and, and how can we really get to the root of some of these problems instead of just assuming that money's going to fix it when, you know, at least over the last 20 years, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. Bogey is the Senior Fiscal Policy Director at API. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a woman's basketball player, Brittany Griner, is returning to the U.S. from a Russian prison after a prisoner exchange was set up involving a Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout. Griner was serving a prison sentence that was handed down from a Russian court regarding drug possession. The Russian arms dealer is often referred to as the merchant of death for the sales of weaponry that he made to countries who hate the U.S., Victor Bout is now a free man. Meanwhile, U.S. Marine Paul Whelan remains in a Russian prison as he has been there for the past four years on espionage charges that he claims are bogus. Whelan faces another 12 years behind bars for the charges. Many members of Congress are now blasting the Biden administration for overlooking a veteran and focusing on a sports star in this prisoner exchange. The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, as well as the President of the United Arab Emirates, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, are claiming to have had a hand in these negotiations. Interestingly enough, the prisoner swap occurred at the Abu Dhabi airport in the United Arab Emirates. The U.S. House has voted and approved a bill that now federalizes same-sex marriages. President Joe Biden is expected to sign it into law. The bill was passed in the U.S. Senate when dozens of Republicans chose to agree with this approval of same-sex marriage along with Democrats. Democrats were quick to introduce the bill this year following the overturning of Roe v. Wade when the abortion issue was sent back to the states to determine if they want to allow for abortions or not. This federal bill will force every state to recognize same-sex marriages. How exactly this will affect churches and religious organizations remains to be seen. There has been another series of attacks on power stations. The latest is in Portland, Oregon. Officials there say the two attacks were on the Portland General Electric and Bonneville Power Administration and were premeditated. This comes on the heels of a substation attack in North Carolina that left tens of thousands of homes and businesses without power. 
Doug Johnson, a spokesperson for BPA, spoke with KATU News in Portland. We did have an attack on a substation um, in Clackamas, Oregon, and we have confirmed that this was malicious intent, this was no accident. Luckily, we didn't have any power interruptions associated with this, um, but it's always a concern when somebody does something like this. Both power companies say the FBI is involved in this case. The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons is demanding that all organ transplant centers be legally prohibited from deeming someone ineligible for surgery because they did not take the COVID-19 vaccine. The AAPS is ramping up their calls to action among residents as well, urging them to call Congress to get this done. This comes after a 14-year-old girl was denied a kidney transplant by Duke University Hospital for that very reason. 14-year-old Julia Hicks was adopted by a North Carolina Army veteran couple, Chrissy and Lee Hicks. She was brought to the U.S. from Ukraine for that adoption, and she has a genetic kidney condition that needs a transplant. Hicks was recently denied because her family was refusing to give her either the HPV or the COVID-19 vaccine. The wellness director at Duke, Catherine Thomas, spoke to the family at the end of November, saying that when it comes to their vaccine demands, they can't require the Hicks family to do anything, but they can deny them the transplant because they're not following the university hospital's recommendations. The Hicks family says they are looking for another transplant center, even if it means traveling out of state. Hundreds of churches in Texas have made it official they are splitting with the United Methodist denomination over longstanding issues involving abortion, same-sex marriage, and homosexuality. 145 representatives of the Northwest Texas Annual Conference of United Methodist Churches voted and approved the disaffiliation from the UMC. This will gut that particular conference of 75% of the participating churches. Another 294 churches in Central Texas just voted to leave the UMC as well, bringing the total so far in Texas alone to 546 churches, or 45%. The UMC is currently under a massive upheaval as various churches in states and across the globe are separating over the promotion of transgenderism within that mainline denomination. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 